Hello and welcome to the Slot Plus segment of the Slate Culture Gab Fest. If you are listening to this, you are a member of Slate Plus and you support Slate and the journalism that we do. Thank you very much for that. You also get access to bonus segments like this in which Dana and Steve have decided to interrogate me about a four-year-old article I wrote, I guess, because it just came to their notice. Uh, To zoom out, the National Scrabble Championship was recently... The winner was a person named Will Anderson, who, uh, explaining how that championship went down. Will Anderson also figured in a piece that I wrote years ago, arguing that Boggle doesn't get enough respect and should be regarded as a excellent word game, a la Scrabble, that it deserves a national championship and our undying adulation. And I spoke to Will Anderson for that piece because he was sort of the chief performer in an online Boggle community that I was an occasional participant in um, and was just mind-blowingly fast and dexterous and vocabulary-licious and uh, also was on the professional Scrabble circuit at the time but had not yet achieved total domination and victory. Um, So, yeah, I guess you guys should run this segment because I don't know what you're actually curious about. What do you want to know? Well, for one thing, can you recap why Boggle is the superior word game to, say, Scrabble or another more sort of internationally acknowledged and competed in word game? Sure. So I have a few arguments here. One is that I just think it needs to be said Scrabble is boring. Like Scrabble, the experience of playing Scrabble, not at tournament level, but in at living room level involves like a lot of waiting around for other people to like move their tiles hither and thither and, you know, put them on the board. Um, and so it's just it's like a slower, less engaging game than Boggle. In Boggle, everyone is playing simultaneously. Every game is a rush. There's never a spare moment. Uh, and it's just like a more active and fun uh evening of board gaming. Um, The second thing I would say is that Boggle rewards the best words, whereas Scrabble rewards the worst words, right? So Scrabble hinges, it's useful to know all the words in Scrabble, but it hinges on memorizing these very short, sometimes nonsensical words like za, a supposed purported abbreviation for pizza that no one has ever used, (laughs) um, and, and using that to like affix strings of words together and get three words at once instead of just one. Um, So basically, you kind of operationalize knowledge of the worst words in the English language to score points in Scrabble, whereas in Boggle, it is just a free-for-all. You should write down every word you see. The longer, the better. You get more points for for bigger words, stranger words, words that no one else thought of. Um, I guess I should briefly recap the rules. You're simultaneously finding words in a grid by connecting adjacent tiles without repeats. And then at the end, you get points for any word you found that no one else found. And those points... Uh, increase as the length of the word increases. Um, So A, it's faster and more fun. B, it rewards more interesting uh, words. C, kind of requires me to acknowledge what Stefan Fatsis, Slate Scrabble correspondent and kind of the world's top Scrabble correspondent, argues vociferously, which is that Scrabble has just got many more levels and their strategy. You're conceiving of turns ahead and it's more like chess. Like, I will give him that. There is definitely more strategy in Scrabble. But my argument, I believe, is that the Olympics has room for both the marathon and the sprint and the ability to kind of hold in your head all of the words you are seeing and the ones that you have kind of queued up in your mind to write down and be writing down one word while you're finding the next word, which you have to be doing at the highest level. 
it's also an interesting skill set. Why knock it? We don't, we're not like, ah, screw you, Usain Bolt, forget the 100 meter dash, what a boring sport, only the marathon is interesting. We appreciate both. So why not appreciate both in the word game realm? All right. I buy that argument. And I've certainly, even as a non-gamer, even just recently on family vacation, played games of Scrabble. And it is really annoying when you play some excellent, excellent, obscure word using all kinds of neat vowels, and then somebody wins on ox, right? Somebody's always <laughs> winning on ox in Scrabble. So that I will accept. Now, I'm curious now about the online component of your, your Boggle gaming. How is online Boggle different? How is it superior? Is there a social element to it? How does it work? Oh, I don't really think the online version is superior. It's just the version you can play if no one else is around who wants to play Boggle. It, there's a good online Boggle community called Prolific on Facebook that I recommend for Boggle fans. But I don't, I don't, I would not actually argue that online is superior to in person. So you're just, essentially using the same strategy and you're not like chatting offline with your Boggle companions. You're just playing with a faceless stranger who happens to be there waiting to play with someone. I think people who are more enmeshed in that community than I and frankly better at Boggle than I you know, for them, it serves as an online community in the way that maybe our Facebook group does sometimes for us. Um, like there is some communitarianism there, but that's not but that's not how I haven't spent enough time there to really soak up all of that aspect of it. Julia, I think um, among the things that I find uninteresting about Scrabble is that uh, it does appear to reward certain arcane words that um, maximize point value and that Scrabble nerds have memorized going in. And so if it's a game that you're playing casually against someone who plays it somewhat less casually, you're at this huge disadvantage. Um, I guess my guess my question really is, is, is Boggle something that can't be gamed in that way? And also, um, what is the most shameful, addictive, online Boggle binge that you've ever been on? How long did it go? I... No, I, I basically I have to be clear. I am like only mediocre at Boggle, um, and more mediocre at Scrabble. So that 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 may explain my partisanship as well. But I think at the highest level, like if there were a national Boggle circuit, and certainly the people who regularly cream me in the online community when I'm playing there, like they just know a ton more words than me, and the same the same memorization that that would help you in Scrabble would also help you in Boggle. See words both short and long and unusual. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't really think that's a key difference. The <laughs> the longest, saddest online boggle binge I ever had was uh, on uh, the saddest election night I spent until recently in 2004 when Bush was reelected and my uh, sense of what my fellow countrymen were like and cap- were capable of uh, was ruptured, um, and. I got very drunk with my roommates and then I played online boggle like all night. Oh, that is a very, very sad image. Poor drunk Julia <laughs> nailed to her computer, weeping over GWB. Just 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 obliterating the pain with a word game. Yes, that was uh that that was that was my saddest boggle binge. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I think they call that hitting bottom. Uh, it's such a such a specific dorky hitting bottom. I like it. Um, Steve, I mean, Dana will just stipulate for the record, Dana hates games. So I assume that you are not a Boggle fan. Steve, what's your position on Boggle? Oh, I love it. I don't know that I've played it for 10 years, but the last couple times I've done it, I always think, oh, this is fantastic. I mean, to me, it's this is more a segment about um, shameful online gaming habits. Um, oh, I see. And- Do you have any you'd like to share? <laughs> 
Uh, in fact, I do, Julia. Funny you should ask. Um, though I, I it, not for ten plus years, maybe even more. But I used to. A friend of mine and I used to right around lunchtime. He was actually out on the West Coast, so he'd come into the office. He was. <laughs> he was. Anyway, he'd come into the office at like nine in the morning, and uh, we'd play uh, online hearts or online spades as a pair. And every now and then, our you know just incredible tendency to um procrastination would take over and we'd play for like hours um and uh <laughs> but i thought that, that was as i say that was 10 15 years ago and i haven't done it since but i there is something about like the i don't know the superficial so- sociability of it and the fact that it's c- cognitive at some level like maybe maybe it just you know keeps away the sense of how you're um throwing time into a void but um I definitely had to police against that. Some part of my uh, personality is addictive, and apparently it has to do with playing online cards with old uh, high school friends. But You know, that, that that time aspect of it is actually something we talked about with Sam Anderson. Remember when he very first came on the show to talk about his dumb phone games, his piece on addictive but stupid phone yeah, games? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and he had done a bunch of research into the psychology of game playing, and one of the most interesting things I remember us talking about was that gaming is a way of organizing time, right? It's sort of a way of assigning meaning to a given chunk of time that would otherwise be meaningless. But of course, then the depression comes in when you finish that chunk of meaningful game playing and realize that outside of that that world, there is no meaning, <laughs> right? Which is maybe the reason that I never get into the games in the first place is that that sense of, you know, the meaninglessness of that set off chunk of time is already apparent to me before I start somehow. But I have a question about the sociality of playing games like that. So Julia was saying that she doesn't really socialize with these boggle strangers she plays with. But Steve, you were playing these online card games with an actual friend. So did you have like a Mm -hmm. chat window open at the same time where you'd be like riffing on what you were doing? Or did you just silently move cards around for hours? Uh, No, we would chat. We would chat. I mean, we, 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 we were pretty scrupulous in that, you know, it'd be cheating to be kind of on a phone with one another, especially spades where you're playing as partners. I mean, it would be you know, very hard not to be giving yourself an unfair advantage. Though, of course, it's just totally the honor system, and it's completely meaningless. But um, that, no, it was it was it was the sociability of it that made it just acceptable enough to take some part of your future self and um, dock its moral bank account to the tune of you know three hours playing an online card game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think as when we discussed with Sam Anderson, the the online version to me is less social and the in-person version has all the virtues of a fun night spent with friends. But I do think uh, I think there's actually upside within reason of like getting into the flow state of fiddling with little dots and letters on your screens. I think if it takes over your life, uh, that's bad. But I think sometimes it's just like a little moment of mental rest uh it's almost meditative maybe that's sacrilegious to say uh and i i stand by it as a pleasurable thing to do and a not morally detrimental thing to do all right thank you Stephen dana thank you so much to our slate plus member listeners for supporting slate and all the work that we do we'll see you next week